1: It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat, Republican, traditionalist, or a Spirit of Vatican II wacko, there's one malady shared by at least 99% of Catholics in America. Michael Voris and I have repeatedly echoed one another about this malady. We're going to examine that this week. Something special I'm trying to do for you is build a membership area on my website, That area will have loads of video and audio courses you can take at your convenience. There's just one problem and someone listening can help me out with that problem. I had to purchase a high-end software to develop the members area. But now that I reach an estimated 300,000 souls each week, host weekly webinars, write for three Catholic media platforms, produce weekly bulletin inserts, and other things, I simply don't have the time to learn this new software. If anyone listening is tech savvy or has worked with Lifter LMS, and if you're willing to donate your time to help, I really need you to build out this membership area for me. If you can help, just reach out to me at joe at com. It's in my show notes. Last week, Michael Voris and his staff at Church Militant used my most recent interview with Michael for a Vortex. So I want to give a shout-out of appreciation to Church Militant because having done that, they helped hundreds of Catholics who previously didn't know about the Cantankerous Catholic find this show. I think that one reason Michael did what he did is because of my approach to things like this week's topic. Michael is blunt in his presentation of some topics, but he's eloquent in all of them. Michael, even when being blunt, has the ability to make a person smile and say thank you when they've just had their head handed to them. Everyone except bishops, that is. Me? I have a tendency to make people angry because I'm always blunt and anything but eloquent. Because we're this way, Michael can reach the consciences of people I can't, and I reach those he can't. That makes us a pretty good tag team. Well, this week I'm going to talk about a malady that at least 99% of Catholics suffer from. You'd better listen closely because your eternal destiny hinges on how you accept and act on this. I'm not judging anyone, but merely acting on my observations from 30-plus years of working with Catholics since my own conversion. You're probably going to get angry with me, and I'll lose listeners because of it, just like I do every time I anger people. That doesn't bother me, though. I'm at the end of my life, so I've got nothing to lose. And I don't want to end up standing before Almighty God in a few years trying to come up with an answer when he asked me why I didn't give Catholics the Dutch uncle talk they needed to hear. The malady I'm talking about is lukewarmness. Surely, nearly everyone who listens to this show is devout. You do your best to follow your conscience in your daily activities. You participate as best as you can in the Mass, and that's a pretty big feat in itself in many parishes. I'm actually proud to count you as six-pack warriors. However, I can see from the evidence through my observation and the things you tell me in emails I receive that you're still lukewarm. Being devout, forming and following a right conscience, and participating well in Holy Mass is only a half-hearted commitment. Catholics have two primary obligations, to become saints and to share the faith. All other obligations we have fall under these two primary obligations. That you're being devout, following your conscience, and going to Mass shows that you're committed to the primary obligation of becoming saints. Most of us, and certainly myself out in front ahead of most of you, will probably never become saints, but knowing this doesn't stop us from starting over with that effort every morning when we get out of bed. But if you really want to try to become saints and do all you can to be pleasing to Jesus Christ, you have to be committed to fulfilling all of your obligations. And the one primary obligation not being fulfilled is sharing the faith. What's your evidence, you might ask? The Catholic Church is on her belly right now. We have a pontiff who's a heretic at best and a Marxist at worst. We have a corrupt hierarchy who run the largest criminal organization in the nation. That empire is dominated by the Lavender Mafia. And 6.5 Catholics leave the church Jesus established for everyone who joins. This is indicative of virtually no Catholics fulfilling their God-given mandate to evangelize. Rather than attempting to staunch the flow of blood from the body of Christ, we sit back as sheep to be slaughtered by the ravenous wolves around us. That's the very definition of lukewarmness. In Revelation 3.15, Jesus said, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. So, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Is that what you want? To be spit from the mouth of our Lord? I've got some really bad news for most of you. In Matthew 7.13, Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to eternal life, and those who find it are few. This means that most people are going to hell, and that includes Catholics who only fulfill one of our primary obligations and not the other. The key phrase in this passage I just quoted is, The way is hard. Sharing the faith, evangelizing, is hard. That's why nearly all Catholics shy away from it. But according to Jesus himself, we can't shy away from what's hard. Because we shy away from the hard things our faith demands, we condemn our own souls to hell. We like to think we're doing everything that we ought, and we tend to feel pretty good about the things we do. However, Jesus warns us repeatedly not to feel that way. In fact, when Jesus gives us the criteria for the final judgment in Matthew 25, one of the things he mentions is welcoming the stranger. Most people interpret this as caring for the homeless, and that's certainly one valid interpretation, but it's not the best interpretation. You see, welcoming the stranger refers to those outside the Catholic fold. When we welcome the stranger, we're evangelizing. And what does Jesus say to those who fail to welcome the stranger, evangelize the stranger? He says, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And this is all because we recoiled from the hard things the Catholic faith demands of us. You're already working on the first primary obligation to become a saint. So the question to be answered now is how to get started on evangelization. When I'm face-to-face with Catholics and tell them of their moral obligation to evangelize, to staunch the flow of blood from the body of Christ, practically every time I do this, I get that deer-in-the-headlight look. The mere thought of having to evangelize is terrifying to most Catholics. But it doesn't have to be a terrifying experience. The reason people are terrified of evangelization is because they merely lack knowledge. They haven't a clue about how and where to begin. The very first thing Catholics need to do is learn their faith. I don't care how many years of Catholic school you attended or how well you did in CCD or RCIA, I can promise you that you don't know your faith. There are several ways I know this to be true. To begin, when I became a third-degree Knights of Columbus here in the Rome of the West, there were about 50 other men there to get the third degree. With the exception of one other man, not a single third-degree candidate could answer a single catechetical question put to them. And these were really basic questions. You know, things like, how many sacraments are there? And name the mysteries of the rosary. Another way I know that Catholics are ignorant of the faith is something I do on a weekly basis. I host webinar presentations called Sharing the Catholic Faith every week. The most recent presentation was on the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist. Now that's the very core dogma of the Catholic faith. Not only do 70% of modern Catholics reject the real presence, but it was painfully obvious from some of the questions asked that the webinar attendees were hearing these most simple basic truths of our faith for the very first time. The saddest thing about that is, 70 years ago, every Catholic 8th grader couldn't graduate from Catholic school unless he was proficient in the things I was teaching. Years ago, I'd concluded that at least 95% of Catholics are completely ignorant of the Catholic faith. One day, I was speaking on the phone with Michael Vorce when I mentioned my conclusion. Michael told me that I was being entirely too charitable. I reach several hundred thousand people on a weekly basis through all the things I do. Michael, on the other hand, reaches millions of Catholics each day. So when he says I was being too charitable, I tend to believe him. I had almost the very same conversation with Terry Barber a couple of weeks later, and he told me the very same thing Michael did. So I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the overwhelming number of you who are listening right now are ignorant of the faith. If you want a chance to prove me wrong, contact me and I'll send you a test. No one who's ever taken this test has ever passed it. Who knows? Maybe you'll be the first. The very best, fastest way to learn the faith of eighth graders 70 years ago is to accept what I offer you. Only about 1% of my six-pack warrior listeners are on my email list. Only 346 of them are on the list that you can access in my show notes. Under the resources section of the show notes, you'll see a link that says, I want to learn more about the Catholic Church. Just click on that link and fill out the form that pops up with your name and best email address. Then you'll begin getting two things from me. First will be a free email course arriving in your inbox every three days. The lessons are short and simple. The second thing you'll begin to get are invitations to the free weekly webinars Sharing the Catholic Faith. On these webinars, you can ask me questions in real time. However, not everyone can attend the live event. If that's you, you'll get a link to the recording of the webinar if you registered for the live event. Of course, you can't ask questions of a recording, but at least you'll be able to see the presentation. In the webinars, I not only teach you what the church officially believes, but why she believes it. You see, when evangelizing, it's not enough to simply regurgitate what the church believes, but in order to get through to the listener, you have to be able to explain why the church believes. And that leads to the next point of learning. You certainly don't have to become a full-blown Catholic apologist, but you do have to learn some basic apologetics. That's all I've got are the basics, and it's always worked well for me. In my show notes are some links to some things that I recommend for learning the basics. Some are books, others are websites. As you learn the faith, you have to overcome your fear of the hardest part, and that's the actual evangelization. I'll be recommending two books in my show notes and one professional evangelization apostolate. One book is mine. The other one is by Terry Barber. I think they work great in tandem. The apostolate is called St. Paul's Street Evangelization. Don't get all worked up about the street evangelization part. Just know that they'll teach you how to evangelize. Remember that St. Paul told us we must work out our salvation in fear and trembling because no one is assured of salvation. But if you'll do the things I've recommended in this episode, then you'll be completely cooperating with Jesus on both of the two primary obligations of all Catholics instead of just one. Then one day you can hear him say, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. As you know, I don't like asking for your financial support. I always want a win-win situation whenever possible. Well, I've got a way for you to help this apostolate without you having to do anything you're not already doing. Everybody shops on Amazon. I've developed an affiliate relationship with Amazon. When you visit cantankerouscatholic.com and click on the Episodes page, Blog page, or About the Show page, on the right-hand side of the page you'll see Amazon ads for Catholic books and merchandise. There's no price difference from Amazon's site, but if you click on something you're interested in and buy it, Amazon will pay me a small commission just for you clicking on that ad. It doesn't stop there either. Anytime you're on Amazon and find things you want to buy, send me the link to the items and I'll send you another link to click when you're ready to buy. You won't pay a dime more for the item, but Amazon will pay me a commission. That way, you can help to financially support this apostolate just by doing what you were going to do anyway. Remember, Visit the episodes, blog, and about-the-show pages to find Catholic books and merchandise, and send me links to other things you want to buy on Amazon, and I'll send you links that will pay this apostle at a small commission. And I thank you in advance for your support. Joe Sixpack,
0: the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic, Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five.
1: Hats off to Fox News. Pretender Biden has vowed to nominate the first black woman to the Supreme Court as a replacement for retiring Justice Stephen Breyer. An ABC News poll, however, found that 76% of Americans want Biden to consider all possible nominees while 23% want him to keep his campaign promise to nominate a black woman. No, no, no! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick -pick Number number 4 Hats off to The Daily Wire Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau fled Canada's capital to a secret location as a convoy of truck drivers entered Ottawa to protest the nation's vaccine mandates. Popular Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson tweeted, Come out of hiding, puppet, and face the music. Why, you no-good, stinking, rotten rascal! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes.
0: Catholic, Catholic news pick, pick number,
1: number three. Hats off to Fox News. A leaked video showed Border Patrol agents in the Laredo, Texas, getting into a tense back and forth with U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz as Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas paid a visit. In the video, Ortiz confirmed that the morale is at an all-time low. I get it. You come to work, you're frustrated. You're upset because you didn't get the desired outcome that you want. Doesn't mean you give up. One agent responded, we're not. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes.
0: Catholic news pick number two.
1: Hats off to the Washington Examiner. Has pretender Joe Biden become box office poison for Democrats? A mysterious sudden outbreak of scheduling conflicts arises among Democrats when Joe Biden comes to town, reports Byron York at the Washington Examiner. (laughs) You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes.
0: Catholic Catholic news pick Pick number number one.
1: one. Hats off to the Daily Mail. Jex Blackmore, a Satanist and pro-abortion activist, took an abortion-inducing drug during a live TV interview on Fox 2 News Detroit on Sunday. During the segment, Blackmore was debating pro-life attorney Rebecca Kiesling about the Biden administration's FDA allowing abortion pills to be prescribed via telehealth and mailed to patients. After taking the pill blackmore said that she was pregnant and that the dose would end the pregnancy the shocking incident left kissling in tears
0: oh you've got to be kidding me
1: you can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes i am hard but i am fair A full 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist. The blame for this lies completely at the feet of our bishops generally, and the USCCB specifically. Agents of darkness who've infiltrated the American Bishops' Conference since its inception in 1966 are to blame. They've done all they can to create the impression in the hearts and minds of the laity that the Eucharist is ordinary bread, communion in the hand, standing to receive communion instead of kneeling, altar girls, extraordinary lay ministers of the Holy Eucharist, and so on. All of these practices have made the Eucharist common bread in the minds of the laity, rather than making the Eucharist what it really is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, whole and entire under the appearances of bread and wine. In short, for 70% of the Catholics, the Eucharist is no more than the Jesus cookie. Frequently throughout the Gospels, Jesus talks about us having a childlike faith, and a childlike faith is certainly necessary for all of the mysteries of faith. For those who don't know what I mean about a mystery of faith, that's something that transcends reason but doesn't violate reason. We accept it on the basis of the one who revealed the mystery of faith, who is God himself. In my view, the biggest reason the laity don't rise up and demand the fullness of the Catholic truth from our hierarchy is not only because they've been left in ignorance of Catholic teaching, but also because we've become so sophisticated in our world of science that we're no longer capable of childlike faith. No, let me rephrase that. It's not that we're incapable. The problem is that as our society and culture spiral downward into utter chaos, we become more and more immature while convincing ourselves that we're more and more mature. Immaturity is the hallmark of this generation. Men are no longer manly, but act, speak, and dress as pre-adolescent boys. Women no longer attempt to imitate the virtues of Mary in her perfect womanhood, but rather act, speak, and dress as giddy teens who idolize Kardashian types in an evil and superficial culture. As you know, I'm an adult convert. I'm certain that when you're a cradle Catholic, you take some things for granted and perhaps even give those things little thought. Before a convert The Catholic faith is so extraordinary to modern life experience that it is virtually impossible to take any of it for granted. Catechesis for an inquiring catechumen not only has to be what the Catholic Church believes, but due to its extraordinary teachings, it must include why the Church believes it. Human logic and reason makes understanding and intellectually accepting the Catholic faith easy once the inescapable logic of the church's why arguments are presented. But the actual believing, holding it in your very core, requires childlike faith. To be clear, what I mean by childlike faith is the same sort of faith a five-year-old has that Santa Claus will bring him presents while he's asleep on Christmas Eve. The clincher that helped me to understand and learn to have a childlike faith was a story about King St. Louis the Ninth, the king for whom the Missouri City was named. This saint, who was perhaps the most benevolent king in the history of the world, had a childlike faith that should be an example to us all. One day a messenger, breathless with excitement, rushed into King St. Louis' court. He said, Your Majesty, hurry to the chapel palace. A great miracle is taking place. What sort of miracle? Asked the king. A great miracle, sire. A priest is saying mass, and after the consecration instead of the host, Jesus Christ himself is on the altar. Quickly, Your Majesty, before he's gone. The king remained quiet, which surprised the messenger. Well, aren't you coming, Majesty? No, the king replied, let them go to see that miracle who have any doubt about the real presence of our Lord in the most holy Eucharist. As for me, even if I saw Jesus visibly on the altar, touched him with my hand, and heard his voice, I wouldn't be any more convinced than I am now that Jesus is present in the consecrated host. My faith is sufficient for me. I need no miracle. The faith, the childlike faith of King St. Louis was so strong, so childlike, that he didn't need any visions of our Lord to prove that the color, taste, and shape were the only appearances of bread and wine, called accidentals in philosophy and theology, but that Jesus, with his body, blood, soul, and divinity, was really contained, offered, and received under those appearances. He believed this because Jesus said so in John chapter 6. And Jesus is the Son of God, the eternal truth. Reinvigorate, or perhaps discover for the first time, your childlike faith. Try to imitate King St. Louis by attending Mass and communion often, not just on Sunday and Holy Days of Obligation. Visit the Blessed Sacrament in the tabernacle as often as you can. There are 168 hours in a week. If you're too busy to spend one of those hours adoring him with your childlike faith, then you're entirely too busy. Your actions in this regard will be proof of your childlike faith that you need no miracle. You're a six-pack warrior. That means you're part of my Catholic family. And that means that I'm always gonna look out for you in any way that I can, spiritual or temporal. This time I'm looking out for you temporally. I've already emailed everyone on my email list about this, but since only about 1% of you are on my email list, I thought I'd better put this in the show. As you all know, I've had a debilitating stroke and I'm stuck in a wheelchair. In the last three months before I had the stroke, I'd lost over 30 pounds and was just a mere 15 pounds from my target weight. Then came the stroke and my 30-day stay in a rehab hospital. I have diabetes, so I was placed on a diabetic diet, but I've never seen a diabetic diet quite like this hospital's. It was almost all carbohydrates. Consequently, I gained 40 pounds in that one month. In the five plus years since I had the stroke, I've had to fight for every ounce. I've lived by the diet that my VA dietitian has me on, which has been good, but it hasn't helped me lose weight, only maintain. My weight has stayed the same, but my blood sugar numbers have been surprisingly good for my weight. But then I ran across a product that's caused me to lose almost 20 pounds in the two months I've used it, and brought my blood sugar numbers down. It's called Java Burn. Obesity and diabetes are two of the leading health problems in America. So I'm assuming that many of you are in the same shape I'm in. You're either overweight, have diabetes, or both. Everyone's different, so I don't know whether Java Burn will work for you the way it has for me, but I felt like I needed to share it with you. There's a link in my show notes that takes you to a video that explains Java Burn. If you or someone you know needs to lose weight, watch this video. Then let me know what you think. The Catholic Church is 2,000 years old. A lot of wisdom is gained over two millennia. Each week we'll share some of that wisdom with a Catholic quote. So here's this week's Catholic quote. This week's Catholic quote is from Archbishop Charles Chaput. He said, evil preaches tolerance until it is dominant. Then it seeks to silence good. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. The late Father Yorn, a missionary to the Indians in the Himalaya Mountains between India and Tibet, told of a very striking custom among these people. Since murder was always considered the most terrible crime a person could commit, the punishment was death. Whenever a murder had been committed and no one knew who the guilty party was, every person in the village was obligated to pass the murdered body that was placed in the main street, and each person as he passed had to put his hand on the corpse and take a solemn oath that he had no part in the crime. How many of us would be willing to place our hand on the body of the crucified Savior, murdered on account of mortal sin, and be ready to take a solemn oath saying, I'm innocent of this man's blood.
0: This has been the Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.